This is our first Sunday in our brand new series called The Last Leon, and it is our Christmas December series, and it's the weirdest name we've ever had. So I'm going to just take a minute and try to explain to you what The Last Leon means, and here's something that you can relate to. Have you noticed that there are a lot of what's in the Christmas season, like decorating, baking, shopping? Have you noticed this? Um, Parties that you probably don't really really want to go to. Like there's a lot of busyness. Have you noticed this? A lot of busyness in the Christmas season. And sometimes we get so focused on the what, I think we sometimes forget about the why. Like why do we do all of that? And what God dropped in my heart a couple months ago was the why behind the what is always a who. It has always been a who. And the who is us. I mean, look at the person next to you. They're a who. Say, you're a who. Which means this, listen, what we're going to do is, and you may not read these kind of books, but there's a business book that's been around for a long time by a man named Stephen Covey, and it says to, um, it's, it says to begin with the end in mind. And so you kind of decide, like, what's the goal? And when you know what the goal is, you kind of work your way backwards to where you are so you have a plan to get there. And so what we're going to do this year, weirdest thing we've ever done, is we're going to kind of do Christmas in reverse, so we're going to begin with the end in mind, which means that today you're going to see on this platform an entire stage full of redemption and transformation. Right? I love that. Because make no doubt about it, transformation is the reason why Jesus came. He didn't come to know us, to see us, to be around us. He came to change us. And so the first Noel was sung by angels sent by a God who was searching for the last Leon. See what I did there? Leon is Noel spelled backwards. You're like, oh, yeah. And so today we're starting with the whole reason we celebrate Christmas is because he came to change us, to give us transformation and redemption. And Teen Challenge preaches that like nobody's business. And so Sal DiBianca's here. He's going to come, and then they're going to come. And so you, you're going to have so many chances to welcome them like we welcome people to the gathering. But let's start with Sal DiBianca. Well, you guys are so kind. That is so sweet. Come on, man. Let's give the Lord some praise this morning. Is he worthy? Amen. Thank you so much for allowing us to be here this morning. Uh, what we're going to do is very simple. We're going to worship the Lord and let some guys tell uh, some stories of redemption. Amen. And, uh, and then we're going to pray over you and your families this morning after looking to the word of God briefly. Come on, somebody say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. And then will you do me a favor and make welcome the Teen Challenge Choir as they come? Will you do that? Yeah, trophies of the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. I wonder if I could have a little bit more of this guitar. I'm not sure if I'm hearing it. Yeah, good. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Wow, that is incredible. Amen. Hey, 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 
<laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so we're going to open with our first song, The Last Not really. You guys okay? Praise the Lord. Amen. Hey, let me just tell you something. What is it that sets somebody free? It is. Come on, somebody say the truth. Jesus said, and if you hold to my teachings, then you really are my disciple, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Amen? He said, he who the Son sets free is free indeed, right? And so this morning, let me just tell you my disclaimer this morning would be that anything that I say, if it's any good, it'll be because it's from God. Amen? From His Word. How many of you know that that's true today? There's all kinds of voices in the world saying all kinds of things. This morning, I want you to know that what really matters is what he says. Amen? And, uh, oh, real quick, I just need one of these guys to run and grab one of those signs. If uh, Yeah, go, just go ahead. This is Calvin, everybody. Say, hey, Calvin. And then come stand right next to me and let those people read this sign. Come on, put that up real high. This is Calvin, everybody. Come on. That's it. Yeah, that's good. Hey, uh, do you or someone you love struggle with drug or alcohol addiction? That's a good question. Come on out here, Roman. Well, there's hope. Come on, somebody say amen. There's hope in Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody say there's hope. That's right. It doesn't always have to be this way. Jesus sets people free and heals them completely from addiction. Amen? You guys can put those down and let's sing a song together. You guys okay back here? Come on, let's cheer these people on, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's sing together. Nick, what do you think? Let's sing together. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his home. Sing like never before Oh my soul I worship your holy name You know this song, sing it with us The sun comes up The sun comes up It's a new Sing together, you're rich in love. You're rich in love, and you're slow to anger. Your name is great, and your heart is kind. For all your goodness, I will keep all singing. Ten thousand reasons for my heart. And bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh my 
today. Can we sing it together? Our judge and our defender. Our judge and our defender suffered and crucified. Forgiveness is in you. Descended into darkness. Descended into darkness. You rose in glorious light. Forever seated high. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. Well, let's sing it. I believe. 
church let's give the choir a big thank you for coming this morning and singing amen come on can we give the lord a mighty shout of praise this morning is he worthy what in the world is going on up in here well the story of teen challenge you know is the story of jesus David Wilkerson left the little country church in rural Pennsylvania in 1958, went to the inner city of New York City, way out of his comfort zone. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you might need to step out. Mmm, that'll preach now, won't it? Huh? We like to be comfortable, don't we? Right? David Wilkerson heard the voice of God and heeded the voice of God, left a Little country church, went to the inner city of New York, and Teen Challenge was birthed there in 1958. The first home opened there at 444 Clinton Avenue in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Today, Teen Challenge has become one of the world's largest ministries of its kind. Uh, there's over 1,600 Teen Challenges worldwide with over 35,000 beds. Come on, everybody say Wow. And now since we're doing this whole Leon thing backwards, come on, say it backwards. Wow, that's excellent, man. How about upside down? Mom, just wanting to see if you guys are here this morning. Amen. How many of you know that there is nothing more powerful than a life transformed? I love Revelations 12, 11. It says, and they overcame him, meaning the evil one, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And love not their life even unto death. Come on, everybody say all in. All in. Oh, you guys tracking with me here, right? So the blood of Jesus Christ, it cleanses from all sin. 
We just took communion, amen? His body broken for us so that we could be made whole, right? But everybody has a story and a testimony, you know? My question this morning might would be, what is yours? What is your story? And what is your testimony? God wants you to have one, and he wants you to use it. Come on, somebody say, go tell it. We started right there this morning, didn't we, right? Amen? Sometimes we just need to line up our words with our life. Wow, I'll let that settle for a second. I can't even, everybody point up here. Just point right up here at me. Go ahead, point. Say, be nice. Amen. How many of you know that sometimes the truth hurts? Right? Sometimes when I see who I really am, I don't like it, but I like who God wants me to be. Amen. And I'm so thankful for his amazing grace. This morning, uh, we're going to have a few of the guys come and, you know, just uh, share testimony about where the Lord has brought them from. But this morning, as I stand here uh, on this platform, number one, as a speaker for God, I want you to know something that he would say to you is that I love you. I'm saying that from God, everybody, not from me. If God were here this morning, what would he say to you? He would say, I love you. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, he loves you this morning. <laughs> he does. He loves you this morning. Amen? He wants you for his own. Just wants you to know that. God's not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance and come to the knowledge of the truth of the Son of God. Amen? And uh, just so thankful for, for God and his amazing grace, how he can step into the most desperate situations and just do miraculous things. I stand on that today, that he's the God of the miraculous. Amen? We're celebrating 32 years of ministry, my sweet wife and I. And uh, in North Carolina, come on, somebody say amen. Yeah. Yep. So I started when I was one. That's it. I'm going to be 32 this year. Oh, I would be 33, sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, and God has done amazing things. It's just incredible. And we're, come on, everybody say God. Yeah, I just want you to know that he's the one that does it, not us. We just get to be a part of what he does. The lady who lit the candle got it started. Amen. I'll get it together in just a second. <laughs> so, um... Thousands of lives have come to our campus who felt like there was no way, and God made a way. My wife and I just want to say thank you uh, for your prayers. Those of you that have known us for many years and have prayed for us, thank you for this church, this fellowship, Pastor Paul. Thank you so much uh, for uh, letting us be one of your missionaries. How many of you know a missionary can't go unless they're sent? Amen. And um, so we're so thankful for that. Thank you for your generous giving and your prayers, you know, over the years. Um, 
So my sweet wife wasn't able to be here today. How many of you know my sweet wife, by the way? So if you, so if you don't know my wife, I brought her with me, and I just want to introduce you to her. Her name is Debbie, and they're going to play her video right now. Amen. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? She's beautiful, isn't she? I married way up, right? Man, how many of you know that uh, every three gets a one? Come on, man. My wife is like the one. Amen. Come on, somebody say, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, hey, this morning uh, we're going to sing another song, and some of the guys are going to testify. Um, so we had a one-minute testimony. We got about 34 guys on the platform. So that's, if we just do a one-minute testimony, we should be done in about 34 minutes. Nice. At least one person's with me. That's incredible. And uh, I'm going to try and take a few minutes and, and, and share from the Word of God with you some truth. And then we're going to pray over you in this altar this morning and your family. Come on, somebody say amen. There's hope. How you doing, Nick? Are you guys ready? If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies. You've been trying to fill the same old holes inside. I just like to do that in North Carolina. There's a better life. There's a better life. Sing with the choir. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way. Savior, you got chains. He's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves all out from the same old fire. We've all run into things that we know that just ain't. Right, there's a better life. There's a better life. Come on, sing with me, Quan. You got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. Got chains, he's a chain breaker. If you believe it, you receive it. If you, you can, can feel it, somebody testify. If you believe it. If you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. Sing that again if you believe it. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. If you believe it, 
you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. Hold on just a second. I think we just need to do that. Come on, everybody say, hey, Antonio. This is Antonio. Hello. Good morning, everyone. My name is Antonio. I'm from uh, North Philadelphia. Um, I've been in Teen Challenge now for uh, eight months. Um, my story starts in Philadelphia. I grew up in a, a broken home. My father died when I was five years old. My mom raised me to the best of her ability. She's not a Christian. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Uh, I actually grew up with a family um, practicing uh, African witchcraft. And uh, I grew up kind of like lonely, uh, running with the wrong crowd, just interacting with the wrong people, trying to fit in, trying to find comfort. And um, I started using drugs, smoking marijuana, drinking alcohol just partying I had like a party spirit and I just felt like that uh, that was the way to live in, in an environment where I grew up in it's just it's littered with prostitution and violence it's just a tough area to grow up at and um, I'm pretty sure that's not the only tough area because it's everywhere we go um, I started hanging out with uh, motorcycle clubs as I got older um, after I got out of uh, middle school and um, I was just hanging around them and uh, I felt comfortable with these people. Uh, the enemy was just leading me down a path of false comfort and false hope in the wrong direction. Uh, I know that now, but then I was just lost and I, I knew of Jesus. Um, I knew he was the son of God. I, I knew about God. I never had an intimate relationship with him though. When I was 10 years old, my uncle, who is my um, father's brother, he gave his life to Christ when my father died. So he kind of took me under the wing and he was taking me to church and youth um, programs. And uh, I gave my life to Christ when I was 10 years old. But uh, nobody trained me in the walk of a, to be a Christian, how to be a man of God. And um, just to live for Jesus and have that intimacy with Jesus. Uh, all I knew is I was saved. Um, well, at least I thought I was saved because I didn't even know I was saved. And, you know, I, I didn't, I just, all I had was this thought in my head that I felt the spirit and um, I, I felt Jesus' presence in my life. And uh, I went back to just doing the same thing I was doing, drinking, partying around, being with uh, different women. Uh, as I got older, just to fast forward a little more, I got into heavier drugs. I started just using um, cocaine. From cocaine, I progressed to crack cocaine. Uh, it just destroyed me. And I started using heroin. I ended up homeless on the street. Just like not wanting to be near my family. Felt condemned and just guilt, shame. I felt hopeless, no hope at all. And uh, I just wanted to stay away from my family. I was sleeping in an abandoned house. I was eating out of trash cans. And I, I just thought to myself sometimes, I said, this would never be me. But I, I caught myself in that darkness, I just felt dark, wicked, and um, I was sleeping on the floor one day in an abandoned house, and uh, I was just really sick from the drugs that I was using, and I, I just just cried out to the Lord, and I, I said, God, um, this is not a life, and um, I just asked him to save me. That's all I, I remember, asking him to save me and, and show me something better. I ended up in a hospital because I was sick. I had contracted endocarditis in my um, heart valves, bacteria in my heart valves. 
from needles. And while I was in the hospital, I, I also found out that I contracted the HIV virus as well due to drug use. And um, I'm, I share that now because this is my testimony. I, I'm thankful the Lord gave me this testimony, and I, I, I was hopeless. But as I was sitting in that hospital, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I bring you here into the hospital. This is the beginning of your healing process. You asked me to save you, and, and I took you out of the darkness that you were in. And it was just the first step. And I, I was still kind of confused, but I was able to hear him more. And um, once they told me that, I was devastated. I'm like, wow, I didn't want to be that guy, you know. And just sitting there thinking, I continued to pray to the Lord, and, and, and I asked for strength. And I noticed that through this situation, because God works through situations, he brought me to rely on him and not to be self-reliant, to be God-reliant on him. And I prayed. I said, God, if you have a purpose for me, because I, I was 130 pounds in the hospital. I had fluid in my lungs. I was, I was really messed up. And uh, I was near death. You know, I was running fevers of 105. And, um, but I was confident in, in, in the Lord because I felt like he was just, he kept just telling me he has something more for me, more for me. And then my uncle, who took me to church when I was young, the Lord sent them back into my life again. And uh, he started talking about this teen challenge thing. And instantly I felt it on my heart when he was like, North Carolina teen challenge, I'm all the way in Philadelphia. And I'm like, yeah, that's the place. And he's wary, going crazy, calling this Jamie, calling Sal. And I'm like, uncle, relax. Uh, I think it's going to be okay. And little do you know, there was no problems, no financial problems. The Lord provided and he got me down here. And uh, I remember before I left telling my mom, I said, uh, mom, I got to go to North Carolina. I, the Lord wants me to do something. I didn't know what it was, but he was calling me into intimacy, into a love relationship with him. And being here, being discipled at Teen Challenge, I'm able to grow in the Lord. And my studies, I have, I'm, I learned to listen to him in silence, you know, being still and, and, and listening to the Lord. And, and coming here, I, I began to go to the hospital, to the infectious disease department. And um, they were talking to me. They did my blood work. As they did my blood work, um, the lady asks me, she's like, um, do you believe in miracles? And I'm like, yeah, I believe in Jesus Christ. And she's like, well, your hepatitis C that I contracted as well. I mean, I was all messed up. And she's like, that went away. And uh, your HIV viral load is undetected in you. You're non-transmittable right now. So... Yeah, and, and today I'm thankful for that. Because, uh, excuse me, not only did he deliver me from darkness and in a life of sin, he just, he, he saved me from eternal death. And he, he saved me, he delivered me from drugs and alcohol. They, there's just nothing too big for the Lord. Today I feel that godly peace in my heart. I still struggle every day. I still struggle as a man. But I know in relying on God and just keeping my eyes focused on the Lord that uh, I will make it. Because he, he, his spirit confirms it and he just communes with my spirit all the time that I'm a child of God now. And a verse that I, I, li I, I live off of every day now since I am transformed, I am a new creation in, the, in, in, in God, um, is... Um, 
Romans chapter uh, 12, 1 through 2. Um, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in the, um, in the sight of God's mercy, offer yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to the Lord. Um, and be no longer conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you can test and prove what the will of God is, God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. Thank you guys for letting me share, and there is hope. If you believe it, you receive it. If you can feel it, somebody testify. This is Benny, everybody. Say, hey, Benny. Hi, everybody. How y'all doing? Like Sal said, my name is Benny. I'm 42 years old. I'm from Kannapolis, North Carolina. Well, uh, not like Tony, but I come from a Christian family. My father's a minister, but I knew of God, but I didn't know who he was. So, I, but I just went through the routine like I see most people did. I didn't have God in my life. So later on in life, I, I started doing cocaine. I got addicted to cocaine and I suffered from anxiety and depression. And I'm here to say God's delivered me from my cocaine addiction. He's delivered me from all of my anxiety. He's just delivered me from all of my depression. And as growing up, it was hard for me because they told me I suffered from a learning curve and I wasn't gonna be able to read and write like everybody else. So, and it was hard for being a pastor's son, hearing the word and wasn't able to read it that well. So it, it was a hard, heavy burden on me until I come to Team Challenge and it helped me to learn to break the walls and break the chain holes upon my life that the enemy wanted me to think that I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that. But God told me I could do all things through him that strengthens me. And a couple of verses before then, I learned that to be thankful in the good times and in the bad times to be thankful. And be thankful if I was hungry to be thankful. If I was full to be thankful. And the, and the secret was to be um. Be thankful in everything I do because I know he is there for me. Never give up and just trust in him and give my hand to him because he will always be there for me. And in my weakness, he is strong. And as long as I look towards him, he will never let me down. Just walk with him daily and trust in him and put my, my hopes in him and he will lead me down that path of righteousness. And I'm here to say that God has been a good God because I am saved, I am sanctified, and I am filled with the Holy Ghost. And as long as I've been here where they said I couldn't read that well, I am a second phase student, and I have been in the program for well, third, well, excuse me, 11 months. And within January, I wanted to leave because I said I wouldn't be able to make it because I couldn't read and write that well. But that's what the devil wanted me to think. But I'm here to say I have passed 14 classes, and I do my work every day in class with the help of God. And I'm here to say that God works miracles daily in our lives. And I just want to be a living testimony to let you know you can do anything as long as you trust in him. And as I read in my Bible, as they say, I wouldn't be able to do, I realize if he can help Daniel in the lion's den, he can help me with a small little learning curve. And if... And I'm here to say, and I came a long way because it's been guys in the dorm that I thought I wouldn't be able to say, I thought I was the lowest man in the total pole, but they let me know I am up there a little bit further than that. Because one of the guys said, Benny, he needed some, he needed some help. And I was like, me help you? And it touched me because he wanted to know what, why to smile all the time. How can he get some of that joy? I said, because God lives in me now. You know, I'm a different person. 
I am a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And I am a child of God. And thank you for letting me share. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. Can we do some more of this? You guys ready for some more of this? All right, Nick, I'm just going to ask you to go ahead and uh, we're going to introduce the choir real quick. They're going to tell you what God's delivered them from. Amen. Go ahead, Nick. I'm Jason. I'm from Lancaster, PA. I'm 41. God's delivered me from being a heroin addict. John, 47. I'm originally from Fort Myers, Florida. Um, God has delivered me from 47 years of disobedience and rebellion. I'm Calvin. I'm 22. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. It's God delivered me from marijuana and uh, codeine. I'm Roman. I'm 19 from Greensboro, North Carolina, and God's delivered me from a cocaine addiction. I'm Adam, I'm 33, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and God has delivered me from opiate addiction. I'm Chris, I'm 26, and God's delivered me from a heroin addiction. I'm Josh, I'm 33 years old, I'm from King, North Carolina, and the Lord has delivered me from opiate addiction. My name is Sergio, I'm from Orange County, California, and the Lord has delivered me from heroin and meth addiction. My name's Chase, I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I'm 21 and God has delivered me from cocaine. Hello, my name is Stephen. I'm 55 years old, I'm from Hampton, Virginia, and the Lord has delivered me from 42 years of drug addiction. Uh, my name is Jason Bailey, I'm from Darlington, South Carolina, and I've been delivered from methamphetamines and opiate addiction. My name's Richie, I'm 22 years old, and God has delivered me from an Adderall addiction. I'm Clarence from uh, Asheville, North Carolina, delivered me from uh, 40 years of drugs and alcohol. My name's Casey Patton, and I'm from Scottsdale, Pennsylvania, and God delivered me from alcoholism. My name is Mark, I'm from Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, I've been delivered from a heroin addiction. My name is Justin, I'm Siler City, North Carolina, 31 years old, and I've been delivered from meth addiction. My name is Brandon from Mooresville, North Carolina, and I've been delivered from meth and heroin addiction. My name is Andrew, I'm 35, I haven't been delivered from a heroin addiction and homelessness. My name is Daniel, I'm from Bennett, North Carolina, I'm 35, and I've been delivered from a heroin addiction. My name is also Daniel. I'm 24 years old, and uh, God has delivered me from a cocaine and opiate addiction. My name is also Daniel. <laughs> I'm from Indiana. I'm 44 years old. I've been delivered from alcohol. My name is Arfield. I'm from um, Eastern Pennsylvania, 60 years old. Uh, God has delivered me from cocaine. I'm Ryan, I'm 39 years old, I'm from Pittsburgh, PA, and I've been delivered from alcoholism. My name is Nathan Godwin, I'm 36 years old from Reading, Pennsylvania, and I've been delivered from drugs and alcohol. My name is Ronnie, I'm from Johnsonville, South Carolina. I'm, from, I'm 54 years old, and God has delivered me from 40 plus years of alcohol abuse. My name is David Carter, I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, I'm 33 years old, I've been 
cured of alcoholism and drug addiction. My name is Alex. I'm from Charlotte. I'm 32. God has delivered me from alcohol and pills. Uh, my name's Harmon. I'm from Jackson Springs, North Carolina. I'm 24 years old. God's delivered me from heroin in prison. My name is Judah. I'm 20 years old. I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota, and I've been delivered from meth and cocaine addiction. My name's Brian, and God has delivered me from uh, an opiate addiction. My name's Nick, and God's delivered me from a 13-year heroin addiction. Come on, will you do me a favor and show the choir how much you appreciate them being in here this morning? Amen. Yeah. Amen. If you've got change, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, a saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. Chains. He's a chain breaker. Well, can we give the Lord some praise in this place this morning? Yeah. Hey, and so this morning, actually, our time is up. Huh? Don't say that. Well, that is sweet of you guys. I think what we're going to do is we get ready to close. There is a story uh, in the book of Mark, chapter 10, and I just would like to illustrate that in about three minutes. Come on, everybody say three minutes. Amen. And so uh, I'm going to ask Cody if he would come up here just real quick. Yeah. Cody. Yeah. Cody, if you could just stand right here. That's good. Just stand right there, Cody. Just stand right there. No, he's not taking the microphone. He's getting ready to help me here. Are you guys ready? Come on, everybody say, R Renee, if Renee could come up here just real quick. Come on, Renee. There's a story about a guy uh, in, the, in the book of, yeah, you guys can cheer her on. Don't be <laughs> in your house, right? Yeah. Hey, uh, so I need uh, Calvin. I need Calvin and, uh, yeah, there you go. Roman, if you guys would just run and grab those. And how are you guys doing? She's crying. You can sit down if you'd like. Everybody say they're getting ready to close now. I really am. There's a story, and I'm not going to read it, but it's about a guy named Blind Bartimaeus. Come on, everybody say Bartimaeus. And uh, Pastor Paul was telling me, how you guys doing? Uh, so if you guys could give one of those guys the first sign or two, let's, let's just do one right down there. Okay, I'll let you give that to one of those guys, and you could give that down to uh, one of those guys if you want to do that. Yeah, one at a time. There you go. You can just give that to her and let her do that. There you go. And so there's a guy named Blind Bartimaeus. Everybody say Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus. Right. Come on, say it one more time. Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus. Right. And, and the interesting thing when you read that passage of Scripture, you may not understand this, but um, bar actually means son of. Come on, everybody say son of. Son of. Right. And Timaeus, in, in its literal sense, means the foul one, the molested one. 
the one that is notorious for no good. Something like, you know, you're nothing but a drunk, you're a mistake, you're a liar, you're an addict. How many of you know that your past does not have to dictate your future? Something happened, you know, as, to, as uh, Bartimaeus was there, blind Bartimaeus, and he, uh, Jesus comes on the scene, and he begins to scream. And he says, son of, son of David, have mercy on me. And there was a bunch of people that just said, hey, you need to be quiet. Come on, everybody say, be quiet. No, don't do that. And as, as he realized, as they were saying, be quiet, he begins to cry out all the more, son of David. Have mercy on me. And he begins to cry out. And I want you to know that in that moment something happened. And I believe that it's true today. That when we cry out to God that all of heaven stops. And that Jesus stops and looks and locks on to you. Jesus heard Bartimaeus begin to cry out. And he stopped and he looked at him. And he said, bring him to me. All of a sudden, those people that were saying, be quiet, said, hey, he's calling you. Come on, everybody say, he's calling you. You see, I want you to know something today. You know, you may have had things labeled on you, not, maybe not even by other people or even by your actions, but maybe even by what you think and believe yourself. But I want you to know that God has something more for you. And he has a plan and a purpose and a destiny, and he has a new life for you. He has a new name. He has, instead of you saying, hello, my name is an addict, or hello, my name is a drunk, hello, my name is a mistake, hello, my name is a liar, God has an exchange for you. You know, these labels that we're looking at right here, Bartimaeus, something happened as Jesus called him. Everybody say, he's calling you. You see, he's calling you. He's calling your family. He's calling your friends. Something happened in that moment that blows me away, but Bartimaeus, it says that he took off his coat and he threw it aside. And he came to Jesus. You know that coat? I have one. I'm wearing it this morning. It's kind of like that label. Bartimaeus' coat was kind of like a permit that he got when he went down to City Hall to be a beggar. It was something that labeled him. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say it was a label. Everybody knew him because he wore this coat that, w that identified him as a beggar. With a permit. How many of you know that God wants to permit you to be more than a beggar? Amen. But check it out. Hey, he took that stuff off. Come on, gentlemen, say it. Take it off. See, there's an exchange for you and I and for the world today. The world labels people as addicts, but I want you to know that God doesn't do that. God delivers and sets free, gives people a new name. He calls them number one. He gives them, listen, he helps them to make the exchange and take off the label. And then he gives them an opportunity for a new life. Can you guys do me a favor and just make the exchange for me real quick as we get ready to close. Everybody say they're closing now. Yeah. Can you guys just exchange those right there? 
And then I want you to give the last one to this guy right here, if you could do that. There was a song that was written a few years back about one of our graduates. Give her, give her, give her uh, some hope right here. Will you do that? Give her some hope. And if you would do me a favor, forgiven. Come on, somebody say forgiven. Come on, somebody say saved. Amen. Come on, somebody say set free. Amen. Come on, somebody say child of the one true king. So three things that happened in that moment as God called him. Jesus said, come to me. Bring him to me. He gave him a new life and a new name and a new destiny. Instead of being somebody that's lost and unforgiven, a liar, a cheat, an addict, he gave him a new name of forgiven, of set free, of saved, and a child of one true king. As we get ready to close, I just wonder this morning if not just you, but maybe there's somebody in your family who's struggling with addiction today or some kind of the wrong kind of a label, and you need to exchange that label. In this story, there's two things we see. We hear people that are saying, be quiet. And then we're, seeing, we're hearing people say, he's calling you. This morning, as we get ready to close, we're going to open the altar right now. And if you have somebody in your life that is struggling with addiction and you'd like them to exchange the label, I'm going to ask you just to stand to your feet. Don't wait one minute and come to this platform right here in this altar. Come on. Don't wait one minute. Come on. That's good. Pastor Paul, would you come? We're going to pray over you and over your family, and we're going to make an exchange this morning. Teen Challenge, I want some of you guys just to come over here and uh, circle around. Miss Renee, would you guys do that? Because we're going to pray and believe for deliverance and freedom and healing. Amen. I want some of you guys just to come and gather around Cody because... We know that God is going to continue to use Cody as he's now a child of the one true king and has a new name, a man of destiny and purpose, right? And the rest of you, if you would do me a favor and bow your heads and close your eyes and stretch your hands towards these that are in the altar, would you do that? Father, right now in the name of Jesus, can we just begin to pray? We thank you that there is healing and deliverance. In Jesus' name. We thank you that our past does not have to dictate our future. But Lord, you have an incredible calling and a new name and a destiny. Lord, we surrender this morning to you. As you're standing in this altar, would you just go ahead and begin to whisper the name of the person that needs deliverance? Would you do that? Pastor Paul, if you would come and just begin to lead us in prayer right here. I want to step off the platform here and pray for some folks that are standing in the altar. Come on, would you guys just pray out here? Come on, let's speak deliverance and healing and freedom in Jesus' name. Yeah, come on, Father. We just thank you right now that there is victory in Christ. We thank you for the, the way that you transform lives, God. We know as we stand here because we've been transformed. And so we pray with hope and faith we know, we don't hope we know, that you will do in the lives of those that we're standing here for the same thing you've done in our lives, God. And so we pray freedom in your name, Jesus, right now. Church, would you just stand together with me?
as we close this time praying, we declare freedom, Lord, right now over the lives, the things that seem the, hope, the most hopeless, God. We speak hope into those situations in your name, Jesus. I thank you that you came to this earth seeking the last people that we would ever expect to see changed. And many of us that are at the altar, God, we know what it's like to feel like it's hopeless and there's no way that our loved one can be set free. But you came to seek and save our loved ones. And so we stand here, we say, thank you, Father God, that there is freedom and redemption and transformation in the name of Jesus Christ. And we declare that name over these lives. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we pray, God, that you would bring deliverance. You would not pass by those that are crying out to you today. In your name, Jesus. Hmm. Come on, church, you just keep praying. This is such a critical thing that we would see this transformation on the platform. And here's why, church, because Jesus didn't just come to come, right? He came not just even to find us. He came to find us so that he could change us. That's what's happening right now. I mean, this entire stage is full of lives that are being transformed. How many of you have been transformed by Jesus? Let me see your hands. Would you pray? Would you pray now with us? For these that are standing in the gap, that they would see that same transformation take place in the lives of people that they love. Come on, you just pray that with me. Father, before we even close this out singing, I know we're going to sing, God. We want to give you some praise. Lord, we just want to pray together as one body, as one voice. We declare this. You did not come just to step into the room and be with us. You came bringing the answer. 
your name holds power. That it's more, there's more power in your name, God, than there is in addiction. There's more power in your name than there is in the thoughts that we think, the lies that we have heard. I thank you that you are a God who changes the label that we wear. You call us sons and daughters, God. And so I thank you that in, today, God, as we stand at this altar, as we pray and stand in the gap for people that we love that are not here, you're not limited to this place. Your spirit, we just release your spirit into homes, God, into cells, into, into cars, into parking lots, wherever the people that we love are. They cannot run from you. And so we declare Psalm 139 over them this morning. Is there anywhere they can go to get away from your presence? The answer is a resounding no. And so we pray that your Holy Spirit would be released where they are, that they would sense at this time, on this day, something has broken and something has changed. And we declare victory, God, in your name Jesus, the name that at every at that name every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that He is Lord, and so we declare You are Lord God over these situations. Take Your place, God. We pray in Your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Is there? Can we sing a song? You need a microphone, don't you? I don't know. Hey, I know it's long, I know it's late, but you know what I thought about while we're sitting there? This is why heaven's going to last so long, because there's a whole bunch of us that are going to have a story to tell in heaven. This is going to be, a, we think heaven's just going to be church. Heaven's going to be all of us telling the story about how Jesus changed our and transformed our lives. And man, I'm going to, that's why we're going to sit there forever. I could hear these stories, I could hear these stories all day long. And I get to sit through another service so I get to hear more of them, right? I love that. But can we just wrap this morning up? Can we just give him praise, give him some worship? And um, then when, once we say amen, you can go back and get your kids, see us in the lobby. But thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you for allowing us to share with you just stories of hope and redemption. Let's just close this out just giving him praise. Hey, give me in Christ alone back there. Up on the screen. Pull it on over, I don't have my words. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is the light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground. Firm through the fiercest drought and storm. One height of love, one depth of peace. When fears are still and striving cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I'll stand. In Christ alone, in Christ alone, who took on flesh. Fullness of God in helpless babe, this gift of love and righteousness.
scorned by the ones he came to save. Till on that cross, says Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. For every sin on him was laid, here in the death of Christ, shout amen proclaim I am a child of the king so I'm gonna let Cody close this out y'all know Cody right Cody you man he's so different he's a teen challenge grad So God is obviously bringing hope to our county. He is bringing hope to our county for this, uh, for addiction. Man, the things that seem hopeless, he's doing something. And so uh, you are the first fruit in our county of that. So close this thing out, would you? God, we just uh, thank you for redemption in this house today. God, that it is truth that people sometimes say once an addict, always an addict, once a this or that they're always that way but verses like 2nd Corinthians 5 17 that says in Christ I am a new creation the old is gone the new has come we know that what was doesn't have to be what is in Jesus name so we thank you for that God we thank you that we can leave knowing that there's freedom in the name of Jesus Christ thank you Lord that you rose from the grave and they can dance on it all day long but you're not there and we thank you Jesus in your name amen